You're listening to a podcast from 702. At the start of the show, I mentioned that I'm barely sleeping. I don't know what is happening in the past five days. And last night was no different. In fact, woke up this morning and cleaned. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I cleaned the house up until I had to come to work today. So I was wondering about you and the quality of your sleep. Well, Dathleho has uh, tweeted saying, I keep waking up between 2.30 and 4 a.m. without fail. I wonder why. I suspect it's all that anxiety, a racing mind. We're all moving around. We, we all have this racing mind at the moment. That's what I'm putting it down to. Could be wrong. Um, how's your sleep been? And then an SMS says, um, I also suffer from insomnia and ever since uh, the start of the 21 lockdown um it's worse due to the heightened uncertainty of life in general it's an unsigned sms on 31702 how's your sleep been i'd like to hear from you just to help us know that we're not alone not alone in this Azania Mosaka on 702 22 minutes to uh, 2 o'clock and today we bring you another installment of um, just how to win at work and life with a human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. She joins us, of course, via Skype or Zoom. Uh, it's amazing that we're able to connect with such great sound quality and be able to continue our companionship with you during the day. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us. That's a pleasure, Zania. So today we're looking at something really important. Uh, we're focusing on, you know, employees, um, or rather the, the reality for employees in this remote working world. Um, and I think it's important, uh, especially as you reflected in our conversation yesterday, that employers and team leaders truly need to take in a whole host of factors when um, they create expectations for, for various individuals. You're absolutely right. And this is one of the things we, of course, did not anticipate. We're in a radical state of flux and change. We're in transition. Mm-hmm. And We've been talking a lot on the show about all the things you can do during lockdown, the positives, the creative stuff, the learning, etc., and how to turn the two hours of commuting time that we would have had into something meaningful. But the reality is that overnight, so many people have shifted to working from home. Mm-hmm. And to note that we're only in week two. We haven't even begun to get into a rhythm. We're still in a state of shock that we've landed up here. Yeah. And we're still adapting as individuals and as families to living in close confines, to working with our children around us. We're still settling into this new normal and we're actually all working under duress, <laughs> working with new, <laughs> yeah, working with new systems, mm. new schedules a new working environment, new forms of interference in our productivity. So I guess in the old days, pre-COVID, it was the water cooler, the coffee, the coffee breaks that were maybe the interference in, um, in our working schedules. Yeah. But, and, and, and we know that, that what we're doing now will get easier with practice and over time. But right now, I find that people are extremely tired Mm. and very, very overwhelmed. Now, there are some companies who were already experimenting years ago, even two, three years ago with working remotely. Mm -hmm. And those companies who chose to get rid of their their offices and to let their employees work from home, they did a test 
over about a three to six month period, they sent their workforce home to work remotely mm. to test and transition and to iron out the crinkles and the wrinkles and the challenges. Now, that's great. They did it with intention, clarity and purpose. Yes. But we have done this overnight and most of us and most companies have not had the luxury of having a test period to iron out the crinkles and the wrinkles. And this, I find, is leading to very unrealistic expectations of ourselves mm -hmm. as well as unrealistic expectations of our team leaders and managers. So what, and, what are the considerations then? So if I'm a team leader, if I'm an employer and I have expectations, the deliverables that need to be met, um, what are the things that I should take into account in, in crafting these? Okay, so let me give you a real life story that I've been dealing with at the moment with a mother who's working from home who has a three-year-old and a 17-month-old. Mm. And her boss has said, well, seeing as you're not commuting anymore, on top of your current workload, I think we should give you another project. Ooh. And she's <laughs> thrown her hands up in the air and gone, but I havenven't even worked out how to work remotely with a three month, three year old and a 17 <laughs> month out, old in tow. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not even up to speed on my normal work. And now you want to give me another project. Are you insane? Mm. And hers is not the only story. I ran uh, an event with 200 plus people online, parents who are working from home. And the stories are the same all the time. So for managers, for team managers, you have to get in touch with your team right now. And you have to get a bit of information from them. Yeah. Know your individual employees. How many children are they managing at home? And how old are those children? Because that is going to make a very big difference to the level of productivity in that household. Mm -hmm. Does your team member still have live-in domestic help or have they sent them home? Do they have grandparents living with them or a partner, a spouse, who they can play tag with and do work and childcare relays? Mm -hmm. If you have a, a single person who's got two children and they're living alone, wow, this is a big challenge. And understand the children under the age of seven have a very short attention span. Mm. And if, if one of your employees or your team members has got children under seven, they're not going to be able to do too much without supervision other than watching TV. Mm -hmm. And that is the reality that we have to understand. Children are born with about a minute and a half's concentration for every year of their life. The only way we get them to 20 minutes of concentration or 30 minutes by the time they're in grade R or grade one is because we as adults play with them. They go to playgroup, they go to nursery school, they have a caregiver who sits with them or a parent sits with them and gets them beyond five minutes. Yeah. Currently, if you send a three-year-old off to play by themselves, firstly, they are already suffering from fear and anxiety themselves because they know that everything in their life has changed. They can, they're perceptive and they can understand things are happening. Mm -hmm. So even though you might send them off to play, that child has no more concentration than about seven minutes. Yeah. On their own. Yeah. You remind me now of that video. In fact, uh, my previous guest, Vincenzo, raised it. You know, the famous one of the uh, expert being interviewed on BBC. And then the child comes in, you know, walks in. He's on screen, national yes, TV. I saw it. <laughs> the child just comes skipping into the office. And yes, you know, he was criticized for handling it so poorly that he should have just taken the child, put uh. the child on his lap and continued with the yes. interview, you know. But increasingly, these things We're are going to have to be here. Yeah, 
these things are going to have to be expected. (laughs) Exactly. That, you know what? You'll hear my dog. You'll hear my kids screaming in the back or you'll hear something or other that says, I am home. You know, it's not an office. I'm not at work. (laughs) Oh, you're so right. So I think we have to be realistic that anyone with a child between three and five years of age is not going to be able to get uh, you know, any deep work done while that child is awake if they need supervision, if they need to be given a game to play with or a toy to play with. You know, they, you can do things like put the Duplo and the Lego down on the floor next to you while you work. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You might get 10 or 15 minutes out of your three to five-year-old. But within 15 minutes, they will be asking you for something to eat, drink, or can I sit on your lap or whatever it is. <laughs> also, <laughs> understanding that many people who've been sent home to work do not have a perfect work environment. Mm-hmm. They might not have a designated office. And that brings with it a hugely different dynamic. Uh, I, I right now don't have my own office. I used to have my own office in my old home. Mm-hmm. Now I work in the middle of of the dining room area in an open plan home. And that's a shared a space, day, yes. Mm. Of course. Now, on a normal day, my my youngest son's at university at, at res, so I don't see him. And my eldest son has been spending time overseas, so I've had my home to myself, and it was very easy to work from home. But now I have four other adults living with me during COVID lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, even yesterday in our conversation, I don't have an office either. I was on my bed with the dog right there. Now kept an eye on her so that she doesn't do anything. No barking, no busy looking out for birds or outside the window, anything like that. And luckily she was napping during that time. But it is, you know, and that's in my bedroom. That's in my bedroom because, you know, the other people in in, in the house. So these are considerations, as you say, that employers need to be mindful of um, in shaping and crafting these expectations. It needs to be a partnership with the employee. But I want to give our listeners an opportunity as well. Please do give us a call about this new working remotely world and how you're navigating it. Are you finding that you're working longer hours? Um, is there a lack of a separation between what is personal, what is private time and what is uh, work time? Have they all just collapsed into one? And what about everybody else who's in the house? Your partner, your spouse, uh, children, you know, pets, you name it, uh, grandparents and the needs of the day that uh, are, uh, and the things that are required in the day. How do you balance all of these? I want to hear from you as well on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. You could be a team leader or a manager in this particular conversation as well. And what have you recognized about real demands on people's lives uh, while you try and continue the work demands? So 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. You know, Nikki, I listened to you speak earlier and I remembered an earlier conversation we had about why children need routine. And it's clear that as adults, we also need routine. And part of the reason why there is this overwhelm uh, is because our own routine has been, you know, it's all up in the air. Absolutely. And I was thinking to myself that a normal routine where you drive to the office and you drive in between meetings and you have the water cooler and whatever, there's recovery time between 
working sessions, mm. uh, whether it's uh, uh, right now our work sessions are online a lot of the time and then you might do a bit of work and then you might go online again. I mean, I just find myself with back-to-back online meetings, webinars, etc. And I'm not getting the recovery time that I would have got if I'd got into my car after a meeting and driven back to the office mm. or driven home. And I think we underestimate that during that time when you're sitting in the car and, and well, you know, isn't it the, another paradox really that, you know, we've resented all the time we were in the car, but <laughs> that gave us some respite yeah, <laughs> where our brains true. can process what just happened in that meeting before we go to another meeting. Mm. And I'm finding that I don't have that those gaps between my meetings anymore. Uh, to have that recovery time, to have that time to process, to think. And it's not that, that you sit down quietly and think about what happened at the meeting. Your brain is cleverer than that. Mm-hmm. It can do the thinking while you are driving, while you are cooking, while you are doing whatever it else, uh, else you're doing. Um, but we're not getting that. And what I I do think that we need to be mindful of is that if you want to get some serious thinking work done, where you're not on a call, you're not on a Zoom meeting, I think if you have young children, mm-hmm. but and I, when I say young children, I, I'm, I'm talking to people who have babies through to about a 10-year-old, mm-hmm. you are going to need to wake up earlier than your children and do what I call chunking uh, and get 60 to 90 minutes of work done before your children wake up or you do this after your children go to sleep. As somebody who has worked at home for 25 years as I have uh, and have had children at different ages and stages throughout my career, I have had to learn how to do chunking and I have learned to work when my children are asleep. Mm. Our days are very long and this is something that I'm finding people are saying to me. Teachers, I've just been on online with, uh, I did an, an online coaching session with a small group. Some were teachers, some were parents and everybody is talking about the fact that they were working a 12-hour day at the bare minimum at the moment. We are tired, and that's something that we need to keep in mind and team leaders and managers need to keep in mind. We are in an adjustment phase, which means nothing is normal for us. Mm. We are constantly doing fancy footwork to try and find a new sense of balance and rhythm. We are not there yet. So I think that deep work is going to happen when the kids are asleep or you trade your TV and gaming time that your your children would have yeah. and you use that for when you need to be on an online meeting webinar with no interruption. Mm-hmm. That is when you use the TV time and the gaming time because we know that when kids are in front of a screen, they will sit still, they won't move, they won't make a mess and they won't ask for you. Yeah. So be strategic with how you dish out that time and make it work for you. Maybe it's not TV watching after dinner anymore. Maybe it's TV watching and gaming while you're having your very important meetings that have to be done. Right. Okay. So, so far we've looked at our responsibilities on the, uh, around the house. Like I said, I had to do my cleaning this morning because there was no sleep. <laughs> but, you know, there's also the housework <laughs> in all of this equation. There are the children, the perhaps older parents, and, you know, there's the cooking to be done, all of that and the work. But there's, uh, we haven't even looked at me time. Um, and now just listening to, to, to you speak, I'm thinking, are we going to see a bunch of people who are 
a different kind of burnout or different presentation of burnout and exhaustion that's going to come out of uh, this particular period. Um, over and above all the emotional turmoil that's going on, you know, the work, the, sh- the, the, the workload that uh, has been taken on. So how do we also do that and be mindful of preventing things like uh, burnout and exhaustion? Well, I think this is the area where we're actually finding it difficult to carve out time for ourselves Mm -hmm. because we are having to do so much adaptation and because we don't have that rhythm yet. All I can say is that if you as an adult can carve out at least a minimum of 20 minutes for yourself somewhere in the day, if you can get half an hour to an hour, (laughs) well, that's a real gift. But if you've got some other adult in the home with you, then you need to take turns of giving each other time off at least once a day. And that 20 minutes is your sacred time. Uh, when I had young children at home, I used to close my door every day around three o'clock in the afternoon, but I had a domestic helper and she used to take my son for a walk. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that when I was pregnant with my second child. And I really needed time alone in order to be a nicer mother mm-hmm. and to be a better colleague to be able to pull in. And I used to pull in for an hour every day. And that was not time to catch up on work. That was time to be quiet, time to meditate or to pray. If I wanted to read something frivolous, that was the time. Or just to lie there in silence or listen to a beautiful piece of music. I think our days are characterized by so much doing, more doing than we expected that we would have to do in a time like this. Well, who expected this anyway? But, you know, I think we, we, we all have ideas that working from home might be nirvana. And it takes energy and effort and time to learn how to ride this bicycle. It's a little bit like graduating <laughs> from a three-wheeler tricycle. <laughs> to, to bicycle. So here are a few WhatsApps on this issue. Lerato says, as a, for me, I have found that I'm overcompensating for the fact that I'm home. So I'm stretching myself more than I would, um, if I, than I would have in the office. So as to give the impression to my boss that I'm not lazying around. So I have no time for anything else. Other than work, this comes from Lerato. I think that's also quite important. The bosses need to be the ones that say, I see that you have these stacked up meetings. How about when you are scheduling your meetings, give yourself the requisite tea break, uh, a lunch break for you to stretch, to go outside and have some fresh air. You know that employers also need to be proactive about encouraging people like Lerato who are uh, needing to who feel, you know, the responsibility to create an impression that they're not just chilling all day. And then Dale says, um, we are two essential services parents working at home with a three-year-old. We found that the best way to get work done is taking turns. If dad works, mom's up for playing and teaching. When mom's working, dad handles playtime. We also get up early and work at night after our son falls asleep. What about adult time, Dale? <laughs> what about your individual <laughs> yeah. time to go drink from your own cup, come back and drink from your together <laughs> cup, you know, and the family cup? Um, your thoughts on those two? Well, I think Dale and and his partner seem to have 
struck the healthiest balance so far mm-hmm. that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. And it actually speaks to exactly some of the advice that I was giving earlier. Yes. They're working when their child is asleep. That's when they do the deep work. And then they are playing relays. They're playing tag during the day. And that means that they have clear time. They will have a clear run for an hour or two or three where they know that their child is taken care of and they can focus. The problem is when you don't have another adult around, mm-hmm. uh, your ability to focus is so split. And it's exhausting on its own, but you also don't feel productive because you never quite finish anything. And that is a little bit like how a new mother feels when Mm. that baby is between birth and about nine months of age. Mm. It is so reminiscent of how it feels to be home with that baby who needs you all the time. Mm. And suddenly you kind of lose sight of yourself and People complain about getting lost in motherhood. And I think we are finding ourselves getting lost in remote working from home. And I guess nobody said it was going to be easy. Um, and change is always difficult. But we just need to keep a bit of perspective and yeah. empathy right now as we transition Absolutely. in this time of panic and fear and uncertainty. So it's a big ask, but it can be done, I think, as long as we are journeying together with each other, team leaders and their team members, just be awake to the demands mm-hmm. that are on each other. It's not Absolutely. to say we're not going to be productive. We're yeah. just having to find new ways mm. of being productive. Mm. And I hope Lerato also finds a way to talk to her team leader. Gosana actually uh, WhatsApp to, to say or SMS to say, since lockdown, I noticed that I don't even drink. I don't drink two liters of water as I did in the office. So you had your triggers, you know, that routine about, oh, get up, mm. go have some mm-hmm. water. And now it's all done away with. We'll put this up as a podcast, but of course, you know to turn to NikkiBush.com. That's N-I-K-K-I Bush.com uh, if you want to take a look at the resources that uh, uh, Nikki has uh, put out during this period.